Welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. We are back in our garages. You're in your garage. Yeah, you're the only one in your garage. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back here with the regulars. How is everyone doing tonight? What's up, man? Doing well. Hey, man. What's happening? Doing Just good. Hanging. 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 We, uh, we're doing our first um, YouTube live as well, which is a little different. Uh, but we had some folks that were reaching out saying they wanted to check out what we were looking at when we just went off on our random tangents and started checking stuff out. <laughs> and uh, for tonight, uh, we'll be doing a little, little bit of that, talking about Midland radios. Uh, they sent us, uh, sent me out to Utah with a with a pair of handhelds to try out, test out, put them through their paces. So uh, we did that, and we're going to check out some other radios, talk all things comms. Uh, before we get into that, as usual, uh, was there anything fun that went on? I think I saw someone camping this weekend, didn't I? Yeah, uh, that was definitely not me. <laughs> did I go camping? No, no one went camping. I think no. I yeah, didn't you camping. maybe it was an older picture that got shared out or something. I did go <laughs> camping, but I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode or not. Oh, has Where'd it already go? been a to week? the teleco? <laughs> teleco, yeah. I went to teleco. Oh, so I think yeah. I think yeah, I think maybe we didn't even talk about it. Yeah. What'd you what'd you do up there? Just hang out? So yeah, uh, I got invited to go up to Teleco Plains with uh one of my buddies that lives up on the mountain. Uh he's got an 80 and a Patriot X2 camper. Um so Ooh, he invited nice. me to go out. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Oh, are really There's nice. so shelter yeah. on it, and oh, it's it's like the four seasons when you go into that thing, it's got like a fireplace yeah. with the bat wing awning and it's like, it could be as hot as you want in there. It's, it's yeah. really sweet. That's awesome. Okay. Like a, like a two seventy awning with uh, walls that go all the way down to the, to the ground. So yeah. you kind of walk in and it wraps all the way around the whole vehicle, That's nice. which is pretty cool. All yeah. the way around the vehicle. So it's two. Okay. So two seven. Yeah. It goes so all the way. Like yeah. It covers over the, the vehicle back and the back profile as well. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So that's on the trailer. So it kind of swings out and you get full coverage with that thing. It's, it's pretty sweet. Wow. He's got a kitchen. He's got a sink that like turns on and off with like a drain and <laughs> it's pretty sweet. It's, it's a good nice. setup. That's nice. Yeah. They're, they're I, like uh, comparable to uh, like the turtlebacks, right? Like uh, in, in terms of like function, maybe not necessarily form, but. So the Patriot X2, there's, mm-hmm. it's not a rooftop tent. Right. It's an actual body. So like you actually into the trailer and then climb up on your bunk. So it's like the tent is built into the trailer. Oh, interesting. It's it's kind of like, yeah, you walk in, you step in, it's got a really nice ladder up to the bunk and wow. So it's it's, nothing like the turtlebacks and yeah, it's nothing like that at all. It's kind of a proprietary design. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. So he invited me to go up to Teleco Plains. Um, I loaded up my kids and my mm-hmm. home-built trailer, went out to Teleco <laughs> Plains for the weekend and got everything set up. I mean, we had, we had winch zip lines for the kids. We had, uh, we had like a cornhole, like a cornhole game. We had hammocks. Um, I think it was Saturday night. I played a movie for the whole campground on the side of the trailer. So I hooked up my new huge speaker, put the projector out and uh, <laughs> Did you upgrade, Do you upgrade the, uh, yeah, 
yeah, every dude. year he gets one bigger and bigger until yeah. he hits Randall's <laughs> uh, size. He's <laughs> gonna have a big bows out there. <laughs> no, it's it's the in between size of Randall's and like my old one. So it's 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 pushing it. It's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Got like flashing lights on it and stuff too. So it's it's close. It's almost Randall's. Does it give the ambient light in a movie at night? Kind of, yeah. So <laughs> we had that set up and uh, took basically had the kids we were with like six or so kids and i was like mm-hmm. hey kids go grab all the kids in the campground and tell them there's gonna be a movie so they all came running over and like i have a picture of them all like lined up and we were like i think we we're playing moana or something because nice. i didn't want to just fight with the kids <laughs> over which movie to choose but yeah we ended up playing moana and then i made marshmallows for all the kids so it was pretty cool i had like awesome. the the table on the side of the trailer set up with like a yeah. s'more station so i was like handing all the kids the sticks it was a pretty oh, sick setup man. so yeah, it worked really well. No off-roading, just uh, just some gravel roads to get to the campsite. Sure. Because it was kind of a secluded first come, first serve. So mm-hmm. but yeah, it worked great. Trailer worked good, no leaks, used the diesel heater both nights and nice. stayed nice and warm. That's what's up. Nice. So on those we've talked about this a little bit, but when you traveled out there, how did you did you just take your extra diesel with you? I'm about to dig into this diesel heater in the off season and I'm trying to figure <laughs> so, out if I, if I do an external diesel tank and I just run a fuel line into it because I'm trying to mm-hmm. set it up on my ladder. If that makes oh, sense, yeah. like I'll have oh, the diesel heater on the yeah, back yeah. of the ladder all the time. And then I could have like a, maybe a diesel roto packs on the other side mm-hmm. and yeah. just run a line to it. And then like I don't have to have diesel inside. The, interesting. Yeah. I didn't There's know a guy, if, I think uh, chasing, chasing oh, point. Is he on? Is he a GX oh. guy on Instagram? He's got him chasing yeah, point yeah. and he just, he has a GX yeah. and he just did that. He built it into like a Alucad oh. box mounted on the side. So it was just hard mounted to the outside of his rig all times in a sealed box. And like the fuel tank was like a road pack style. It was really cool. That's but nifty. I have mine in that little case, the, the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. Harbor freight case, just like you with the one gallon tank. Yeah. Um, I did bring a one gallon gas can of diesel. Um, I, I like to use diesel to like light the fires and stuff at camp um, because it doesn't just explode in your face. So it's kind of like a kerosene. Um, So I like to use it for that. And then I can use it in the diesel heater. So um, always got to have two uses in overlanding. Mm -hmm. It's important. (laughs) Yeah. And camping. And you always have to have a backup too. bring a backup with me. So I bring my buddy heater that I can plug into my 11 gallon tank. So I always have that as a backup just in case it's, you know, I don't know, 30 degrees outside and it's a, it's a mere 58 in the trailer and I'm cold. (laughs) No, no. But when it was snowing, I did bring an extra source just because, you know, I don't have, we don't have really thick bags or anything. Our, our sleeping bags are like maybe 40 degree bags, 50 degree bags. They're rated for California. (laughs) Yeah, weather yeah. <laughs> exactly right for yeah. desert weather. So I don't have bags that actually um, go down that well. So I'll just bring back up with the yeah. kids and don't have to worry about it. Smart. It is smart. Did you do anything to the cruiser lately? Or has it just been doing work? Oh, you did do. Some so stuff I did do. Yeah, I did do some stuff to the cruiser. So um, I ended up buying a Renogy battery shunt to monitor my second battery. So I ended up mounting that up on the dash and ran the shunt and everything underneath the hood 
um, to the second battery. So now I can measure the amps in and out of the second battery and I can see what the voltage is going to that battery while I'm driving and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did some wire, <clears throat> wire management cleanup, um, underneath the hood too, while I was in there. Cause I had some cables running from left off, which I ended up taking out, um, yeah. because I got a new jumper pack and it's kind of, you know, I don't really need it. Yeah. Um, worst case scenario is I could, you know, use my jumper cables and jump from one to the other if I really needed to, but, yeah. um, I think I'll be fine. Um, so yeah, I got that mounted and monitor all of the ins and outs. And also another thing that I saw too, was I've been looking into getting a bigger alternator for the cruiser because I only have an 80 amp Mm. and my DC to DC charger pulls 25 amps. So, um, that leaves what 60 amps for the, the vehicle and everything else. Yeah. Um, but what I realized, what I realized was, is my headlights are HIDs, So they're low wattage. Um, I have air conditioning and I don't have a crazy stereo or anything. So, um, doing some math, it was like, there's about 20 extra amps left over still, if I'm not using anything crazy, like a light bar or whatever, so, or a winch or something, yeah. or, a winch or something like that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm running the cusp of actually needing it because I sure. do have the ability to charge with solar and it's, you know, you got to spend an extra couple hundred bucks when you have perfectly working good alternator that I have. So I think I'm not going to upgrade that down the line. Well, and your DC DC charger shouldn't pull a constant 25 amps, right? Only in the bulk bulk charge phase, it should be dumping that amperage. Once it gets to like the float or the maintenance phase of the charging profile, you should be pulling exactly hardly anything at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll cool. be exciting to see what you do with the lithium. Yeah. I really am excited to yeah. see I'm, if you go I'm that back and forth about, you know, yeah. building my own and buying a cheaper, you know, off brand that's been that that's been rated really well. Sure. So for about for the same price, you can get double the capacity if you build it yourself. Yeah. So you can get about 280 amp hours for about 650 bucks. So it's a lot of power. Yeah. But that could Lithium's be another episode. Down. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll, we'll make another <laughs> lithium based episode. Oh man. We got other things for this one. Batteries exactly. B2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be cool to go back and and redo some of those as you uh as you you, you live with it for a little while you know yeah yeah Definitely. you go back and go oh man i remember talking about that and i'm doing the exact opposite <laughs> yeah <laughs> shoot as you I said i was never gonna i said i was never gonna touch that and i ripped it all yeah. out the next week <laughs> it's it's tough not mm-hmm. to continually improving things right yeah it's part of it it is yeah, I get in trouble a lot for that. What are you yeah. doing out there on the cruiser again? I'm like, well, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing this. <laughs> it just take me 30 Shoot. minutes, three hours later. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, it was a 30-minute job, but then this bolt snapped. Now it's a three-hour job. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I got to go to the hardware store. Yep. <laughs> oh. Um, you do anything to your cruiser, LJ, or are you kind of just still recouping from the trip? 
yeah, I'm still recouping. Uh, so I got it cleaned up, got it ready. It's going to go in the shop and get the rear seals put in it and nice. some other work done. Uh, so okay. that's on deck for it. It's been, it's still doing good getting me around and doing what it needs to do, but it yep. also needs a little maintenance love if I'm going to go out and enjoy this, uh, yeah. this summer. summer. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it snowed in my house, um, on the weekend on Saturday, it was snowing <laughs> and then Sunday, I mean, it didn't really stick. It was just stuck. It was just sticking on the roofs and like the deck, but, uh, Oh yeah. It's still snowball worthy, right? Uh, <laughs> there was there, it, anything on the ground didn't stick. It was the roof oh. that it was just mm, the roof. Got it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was snow and then the next day sunday it was 70 degrees and i was outside planning stuff and shorts on t-shirt so <laughs> it's a trip yeah coming in a tornado weather Ooh, yeah the Ooh. worst part of the year in my opinion yeah it feels like it outside right now mm-hmm. real, real muggy and windy yep. around here yeah oh yeah that's where yeah but no too. nothing uh nothing major on the cruiser just kind of getting back in the swing of, of the routine of life right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the vacation we, for your vacation. <laughs> yeah. As we talked about in the last one, it's, I mean, it's kind of dialed. It just really needs some maintenance right now. Yeah. Because when you do those kind of things to it, you rattle things loose and bust <laughs> things up and, you know, just part of it. Yeah, definitely. What about you, so Steve? I, uh, oh, what's up? Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, I just checked my tire pressures. <laughs> uh, I, I noticed some some weird, really just strange added wear. some nitrogen because yeah. I don't air down ever. <laughs> the facts. No, I, I noticed some weird um, wear patterns on my tires, and so I've been running around thirty two ish psi, and so I bumped that up to uh, thirty eight. So I want to see how that how that feels, how that looks um, after a couple. I, I mean the the truck doesn't really get driven a whole lot so um we'll see i'll give it a couple months and uh, maybe a whole oil change to see if it wears any different or not so have you already or 38 hot uh so that's actually a good question i did 38 cold but that might be too high because as the tire heats up that'll get higher pressure i definitely don't want to get to like 45 psi (laughs) <laughs> on the highway, I don't think so. go that high. I no. mean, you're only you're only a couple degrees, what six degrees or six psi degrees, six psi higher than yeah. original. So, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll right. there too. Yeah, I can also I, I uh, downloaded this new app called OBD Fusion, and I got a little new Bluetooth um, reader, so I can pull tire temps, which is really cool. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I can pull tire temps and then psi and correlate those two. Uh, real time, which is really, really cool. So I bought the little $10, $14 module to monitor all sorts of Toyota Lexus components to the OBD2 port. That's this cool. I'm going to ask you for that link. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. It really, I have one, use. but my car doesn't have that many parameters. So the 80 series yeah. has a lot less than the, the hundred. Yeah. I wonder what all yeah. you can check in the 80 series. Cause like I have one, in, I have one in the turtle and mm-hmm. I can I have it connected to the tablet. And so I can pull up all the diagnostics nice. that I'm up there. And so yeah. yeah, at like three in the morning, I decided to rearrange my diagnostic <laughs> cluster on it <laughs> to nice. stay away uh, on torque. So like, 
Yeah, on tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, so and that's like, like the worst menu too, because you oh, like push sucks. and hold it, and then it's terrible. Oh. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, if you don't like torque, because I use Torque Pro as well. Torque yeah, Pro yeah. is leaps and bounds better than OBD Fusion. OBD Fusion sucks uh, in terms of like moving all the gears and the um, yeah data points that's and all funny. that. So, ugh. Yeah, you have to click it and then scroll through the whole menu. You, and, <laughs> yeah, but even you, you see every item regardless of if you're. OBD2 sends a signal to it. So you have to like, yeah, yeah, like hundreds. <laughs> so mine's like half. Mine's like, I have like four, I have like battery voltage, coolant temperature, and I think yeah. I have like the gas. And that's it. But um, I do have an intake air temperature. But wow. my my 100 series, it was nice to see the tranny temp because yeah. I did a lot of, I mean, it, I don't think it really mattered. It was not like I was going to overheat it, but I did a lot of like, slow stuff in the desert and for low mm-hmm. and or when you're getting stuck or something it was kind of cool to, to watch a temperature climb yeah but i yeah. had set it up originally mm-hmm. without the trans the training temp on it and i knew that i could get that and so that's what i was looking for and not that i needed it at the time but i was like i'm just curious what this is i think yeah. i can find it 20 I like minutes to watch later the things cycle and you see the little min and max arrows on the gauges it's really cool to see you can watch your thermostat open and close on your engine. It's really cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Nice tangent. Those things are awesome. <laughs> nice yes. thing to have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and you could like clear codes out. So I've got mm-hmm. this pesky code that keeps on popping up. That's not really a big deal. <laughs> 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 nothing about flooding your charcoal canister or nothing. Uh, no, I didn't <laughs> no. get that one. Uh, I did have like gas tank open. Mm. uh like gas cap loose was one that i got the other day yeah and just went back there and gave it the old click yeah uh but that throws the check engine yeah what's that and that throws a check engine light for a gas it did it's crazy Mm -hmm. that was the first one um but it it is throwing it for the cats and so i've been clearing those out because they're expensive Uh, yeah so (laughs) i'll take it on another tangent if you have a voltmeter or resistance meter okay you go underneath and you test the O2 sensors. Oh, actually be the catalytic converter. It mm-hmm. could be the O2 like uh, upstream or downstream and you check the resistance on them and you can do it when it's hot or cold and you can watch the temperature increase. It's like a thermal thing that creates elect- a voltage and okay. you can test the resistance on there and you can diagnose it before um, you go out and buy stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Cause it, it doesn't say if it's an O2 sensor, it just says the, the catalytic converter and, but it only comes up like on that, on the whole trip for 3,500 miles, it came on one time. And once okay. I cleared it out, it didn't come back on again. And yeah, that, it mm-hmm. came on like on my, on our way out, like on the interstate at random time, it was like, just popped up and I was like, Oh, with the <laughs> torque. Yeah. It's like, Clear. Oh yeah, that's no big deal. Cleared it off. <laughs> Chase is like, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> yeah, super nice. No more uh, Christmas tree. I could not. It no. did not let me clear off the uh, airbag light whenever no. the clock spring was oh, uh, was going out. Mm. Which I was like, that's it. I, you think you could clear that out too, but I guess you have to have, you have to buy the better. expensive. Yeah, you have to buy like one because you can buy the better ones that do ABS too. So you can mm-hmm. trigger your ABS pump to bleed it so you don't have actually to touch the pedal just use the pump um yeah you have to buy a better reader for that that does abs codes the scan gauge can do the the bleeding right i don't know 
I feel know. like I saw Lee do that one time out in Utah. He had the the system do it. I feel like I might have seen John do it too one time. I don't know. Where you could like set yeah. it up to like do a bleed test and it'll like bleed the it'll bleed the brakes for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um he has the the program, what's it called? Text stream. Text stream can do that. Where yeah. you check, yeah, where mm-hmm. you check all the levels. Lee mm-hmm. probably did it on text stream because he carries I around a laptop. So. Isn't it uh yeah, I think yeah, I think he might have a laptop or he might have like some module he was working with. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty dope. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's... You can just set that up and it does it for you. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to know when, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, it's nice to know, you know, check engine light comes on and it could be just for like low coolant, like just out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. We were just sitting there on the trail, like in the middle of the trip on the trail and the gas light or the check engine light comes on. I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> this is not what I need to happen right now. Yeah. <laughs> was this before or after Randall? After. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you don't need that. No, it was like the it. start of the next day. Like, I was no. like warming the truck up before we got like really moving. Yeah, and yeah. I, came, I, I like popped back in the truck and I was like, the fuck? What's going on here? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Dang. But uh, yeah, they, but, yeah, just be able to check it, check it. And it's like, oh, this is no big deal. Cleared yep. it, just went back there, gave the gas cap the old click, and went on about nice. my way. Uh, but yeah, solid. So, what were we talking about, Steve? Did you have some other stuff you did this weekend? Uh, no, that's that's all I, I did this weekend. But what I really want to hear is comms. I want to talk about comms in Moab and what worked, what didn't work, what you guys used. Yeah, are we? Because that was a convoy, as, right? Like that I was. A, that's our new rule. Yeah. we got to be at least twenty minutes in before we can go into our actual conversation. <laughs> before we get to the topic of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no nice segue to that. I just had to butt right in. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I like it. That's a good segue. And so, uh, yeah, so. Midland uh, sent us out with some some hand, handhelds to go check out, try out, put them through their paces. We uh, we certainly did that. Um, yeah. Used them used them quite a bit through the whole trip. Uh, we're kind of I don't know. I think we all have a Midland radio, right? Yeah. That we yeah that we use yeah. on a regular basis. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think this whole group here is pretty in the. In the same groove on the midland midland <laughs> train because it just works. But yeah. so they send us out with some uh, with some radios. Uh, nice. You know they 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 worked well. Um, battery life was Sweet. what you expected from mm-hmm. from a handheld device. Um, we we didn't use them as our primary device because we do have the two seventy five sure. that's hardwired into the truck. Yeah. What we used it a lot for was um, running up to help spot. Uh, you can put yeah. on the same radio. And be able to uh, to to just help folks out without having to scream and yell at them. Just yeah. pop your handheld up, say, "Hey, you're oh, the driver, so con- more. so much convenient." And it's yeah. and it's such a weird feeling because you hop out there with the radio and you're spotting someone. You just pick the you just hit the talk button and you just literally can look at the person's face and you can kind of get the you know their vibe oh, if they're, they're comfortable feeling, yeah, or if they're you know kind of white-eyed white knuckled <laughs> um you know hanging on it's like okay Calm let's down. take a slow yeah. down and yeah. it's almost like you're like a, a, a negotiator like talking this person <laughs> down <laughs> off the ledge <laughs> and uh, it's so true it's so true because yeah. when you're on the radio you can just be very calm like a lot yeah. of times you know that we, we would get out just like hey 
Hey, you're good. You just got to back mm-hmm. up a little bit and you can kind of get in that. You can set that yeah. tone like yeah. you're talking about to where you can calm the driver down. And, and, you know, if they're in a hairy situation, you can help them get well, through and it. With that makes ease. a lot of sense because if you're trying to yell at the driver through a windshield, through an open window, your inflection changes, right? Just because you're trying to project your voice yeah. versus just literally talking on a radio. Yeah. So you keep yourself, well, you sound a lot more calm if you're just talking on the radio versus that, that yelling and projection. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I never it's thought a big about win. Definitely. So you just had it a mic in your door difference. pocket. Yeah. So on the Land Cruiser, uh, for all of our Land Cruiser listeners, they, they <laughs> actually fit right in uh, your Land Cruiser pocket. And so you can just drop it in uh, and it was yeah, comfortable. They're small. It, they're it fit small. well in the bib of my overalls uh, yep, as well. Yep. So I could just like <laughs> click it and talk to them without having to like lose it. Because nice. uh, they're also really good for letting your buddy borrow. Mm-hmm. um i'm really good at forgetting my buddy has that radio whenever we say goodbye <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> so you came home with one of them <laughs> yes um, but you know it's it is how how it goes he he has a couple <laughs> uh he has a couple seals for me as well that he's mailing yeah. out but <laughs> now what happens. what radio is that handheld um and it's a gxt yeah, 1000 Okay. And, and what so band GMRS, is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. So you're that's, able to run nice. a, a, along the same systems as uh, as, as your installed mm-hmm. radios right now, which is pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's, made it really it's easy. Nice. Set and forget. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and there those, were a couple uh, guys out there that had the uh, the Beofangs, and mm-hmm. you had to have the actual conversion to the Card, to the yeah. uh, ham uh, or the actual readout which was which is okay because jeff yeah, the gave me the i was chart. gonna say did you use it you got it <laughs> at the rally 100 yes. percent. Uh, awesome we were we were going down the road and someone had asked what channel it was on that and i just sent a screenshot of this and i said save this in your phones and you'll always yeah, yeah. have a reference <laughs> for that's the mean. best thing that and then the diesel heater error codes <laughs> oh man that's a good one that's a good one that's a good one because you have no idea I've, I've used like it's it's the weirdest thing is I just throw it in the, I threw it in the glove box right uh, during the trip oh. but I've used it so many times because yeah. you you always start a trip and someone has just a regular ham radio or something you got to yeah. figure out the yep. actual band to be on uh, it's such a handy little tool because normally when you get out there you don't have any service so like if you no. didn't have something that was like manual like an asset sounds so old school <laughs> it's like oh, I got these paper things. <laughs> <laughs> I got them saved on my phone too, which is good. So I can look at them, but it's, it's nice. To, yeah. yeah. It's nice just to have the lamp. Like my wife got a laminator. It's like in my office over here and I steal it and do all these things with my, for my car. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Makes little handouts for everybody. So yeah. yeah I good. like it. Do y'all um, on your, uh, radios do you have the extended antennas like the big antennas or do you yeah. have the one that came with yeah i have the big one i have yeah. the, the, the three foot yeah the six db mm-hmm. big antenna so mine's clipped on the hood oh um, is yours the wavy one yeah it, it does wave good amount but it's but not I mean, like the big australian ones right it's not like the the really no, thick it's, girth it, it's yeah. like this it's, not like, this. <laughs> it's like the wavy guys <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
that's good. Um, but no, it's it has like a little. It's you know three feet long and it sticks up. And the cool yeah. part about that is is it's right at the height of my rack. So if oh, I hit nice. that on something, okay. I know I'm gonna hit my rack. So like when I pull into like parking awesome. garages, <laughs> yeah, there's not yeah, very cool. many here, but <laughs> I know that that antenna hits, I'm backing up. Yeah. So yeah. There were uh, yeah, there were some guys that, that had uh, had a good had good antennas out on the Moab trip, and so we were we were broke down at the gatekeeper at Lockhart, and mm-hmm. they were able to communicate back. Like it was almost an hour and a half later, they communicated back that they had gotten out and were going into town. Wow. And I was like, we were all just like, oh, wow. That's crazy. Like oh they're God. not close. <laughs> yeah. So they were on they were on ham radios. I'm guessing. I'm not sure what they were using. I I, I didn't go into the detail of what they had, but yeah. um, it was it was some very good reception. There were two vehicles that had the extended um, uh, antennas. One of them had had a had a wobbler on uh-huh. the back. Phil on the uh-huh. on the yellow FJ. He had a wobbler. <laughs> the big old there. whip. And that was good. And Randall also had a really good uh, antenna. So we were able to hear his, which was good because we were at his car most of the time. Uh, yeah. We were we were waiting. So there was always someone yeah. around his car. So nice. we were able to hear him when they came in, all that stuff, which was, I mean, it's pretty pretty solid. I think that was all Midland stuff as well. So pretty pretty good stuff as far as being able to communicate where there was absolutely zero service. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's cool. It's It's just nice. Like... I forget who said this, but it was like talking on the comms is like half the fun of the trip because you yeah, have so many, was, so many funny stories. <laughs> yeah, like, that's like we're still talking about the me. yeah the red clay rally. We're talking about like Jake calling me and Eric dads and stuff, and like it's just <laughs> so funny, so funny when you uh, when you sit there and think about it. Yeah, I love like like that's probably like that's I would say top five ex- most exciting things about a big trip for me with the group <laughs> yeah. is is being on the on the walkie talkies yeah. uh yeah and just chatting and goofing yep. around having a good time uh it's a whole lot of fun yeah it sure is it changes the game and and going from handhelds to uh, vehicle mounted is a big adjustment too on just the ease and comfortability of it and the quality um, i imagine yeah, the yeah. sounds, its sound is a lot better because they can put a bigger yep. speaker in the little handheld and it's sure. it's a big difference and you don't have to charge it. Like that's yeah. the best thing. <laughs> it's just it's just mm-hmm. always on. And I have I have since I've moved here, or I've only had one since I moved here, but I use it for the weather. Oh yeah. Like yep. whenever I go camping, yeah. there's no in signal way, yeah. in Teleco Plains. So mm-hmm. we check the weather for the night because it was going to be possibly um, s- some uh, rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we used it when we were up in the Smoky Mountains when that big snowstorm happened. You know, we yeah. were checking the weather and, um, you know, hearing that kind of stuff. So it was nice to nice to hear. Definitely. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a really nice feature. Yeah. Uh, Kind of important, especially you, you got caught like in a ice storm. Tor- what was that thing you got caught? You got caught out there. And yeah, it was like an ice storm like, where they y'all had to, y'all to get off the campsite, didn't you? Yeah, we got out of the campsite because there was going to be like 75 mile an hour winds. Yeah. And there's big trees all around us. And yeah. we saw all the trees from the windstorm that happened two weeks before mm-hmm. that were cut across the, basically the road and just left yeah. there. So, yeah, yeah. For the folks listening that don't, don't earn in the South a lot. 
the trees fall around here a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's been They're called widow makers. Yeah. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. been multiple times I have, we have been in an area where a large piece of a tree falls that would hurt someone very, very bad yes. if they happen to be under it. And there's no yeah. warning of it because you're right. Yeah. It's a widow maker. It's a tree that's already dead and is leaning on another tree. And all it takes is the right gust of wind mm-hmm. to move that tree out of the way. And then you now have, you know, it could be a 60 foot tree that's falling without oh, yeah. any notice. Yeah. I mean, Steve and I were camping in the same campground spot when it happened and it yeah. almost crushed our, our friend's daughter in the tent. Yeah. I mean, oh, she man. was literally three feet. So if the tree would have fallen a little bit more to the right, it would have crushed her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, I packed wild. up that yeah. night, Steve, <laughs> I, pa- I was like, I'm going home. I woke my kids up. They were, it was yeah. like, I don't know, 11 o'clock. I woke my kids up and I was, Steve was like, can I help him? Like, yeah, just throw it in the back. I mean, we literally just grabbed <laughs> yeah. like the tent, my folded up, like with the sleeping bags in there and just like, yeah. just shoved everything in there. And I was Not like, peace, I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. Can't blame oh, no. yeah that's no. scary. So, but yeah, so you have that. And even, even when I go camping now, I'm always checking. Mm-hmm. Um, it only takes that one time to be prepared. So I always check around the, you know, base of the tree, look for dead branches. Um, it's pretty easy in the summertime to see if a tree is dead with, you know, no leaves on it. Yeah. Wintertime, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more difficult, but you can, you know, I'm starting to learn to tell, but you can hear a difference in like the dead trunks and stuff. So yeah. what do you do to uh, that? Like talk me through. So your, your use like process. a hatchet. It's kind of like a tire hitting a stick on a tire, like mm-hmm. for the semi trucks. Okay. Um, and you just kind of whack the tree with the back of the mallet and you can kind of like hear a more hollow sound or a, a like a thump like i don't know how to explain it over the over there but you if you hit a, a live one and you hit a dead one it's a it's a sound difference so yeah okay kind of just I'll check that around you and, and you yeah. can also feel it right like so when you hit the tree if your axe uh or the bat the butt of the axe kind of sinks into the the bark or the wood then you know it's probably starting to rot on the bottom of the tree so yeah. um it sounded also just just a feel of it so but yeah that's a, i've always looked up yeah and then yeah. you'll see you know a healthy tree has a much different pattern of limbs yeah. and and everything as a dead tree does and mm-hmm. uh but also when you look up you find those trees that might have a big limb that's leaning over or something mm-hmm. uh but these uh i'm gonna have to also try these these thud Mm-hmm. methods yeah. to, to see what the difference is. Cause that's a, that's a pretty cool way to do it. Yeah. Another cool thing that I just thought of, um, on my last camping trip, um, I think it was in the Smokies when I was like, you know, if you were around a really sketchy tree that you thought was bad and it was like the only spot to camp, you could always get your wrench line and like secure it, like around something like to another forward. tree. Yeah. So I mean, you could another direction. You could like, or put like a barrier. You could use your winch line to make a barrier for you to put your tent underneath. Like, so if it fell, as, yeah. Stuff that fell, at least it would hit the winch line and then either bounce or blow not the kill you. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> That's know. not a bad thought. idea. For sure. If, yeah. you're, if you're desperate and you want to do a uh, McGruber. More life-saving facts of bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Brought we might you keep me. you alive in the cold and we may keep you alive in a windstorm. Yeah in Tennessee. Yep. Uh, and that's a pretty, that's like super ingenious. Just like if you're, if you have to camp, right. If you don't have an option and you're out there like this, this is a way to keep it safe. 
cool. Um, so, so we're talking comms, we're talking the handhelds. Um, my question for you is, do they charge with like a USB or do they have a cradle or how do they charge? Cause like the cheaper handhelds, like the bow fangs, you have to use a cigarette lighter socket and it's not a USB or anything. Yeah. 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 You gotta, you gotta plug it into a little charging station, which yeah. isn't the best. Um, gotcha. you would think that, uh, nowadays they would have that figured out. Um, but not yet. So I, I, that's gotta be coming soon. You, you gotta expect it. Um, but I'd yeah, you had to have a, so you gotta kind of like stop charge it yeah. when you're not moving because when you're on the trails, Bouncing. you are, and the Bay of Fangs are the same way. You gotta have a little, little holder for them as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what that is. If it's like a different, maybe it's a rechargeable battery types or something that require that, but, hmm. uh, you know, you're my headlamp. It, it runs off a of USB. So yeah. I don't yeah. see why radio couldn't. <laughs> no, you know, could. I guess radio might use more. Uh, yeah, but I'd be curious if you could like cut the cord off, find positive negative wire to USB, but you, that might it might require too much power to push through USB. Yeah, if it wasn't set up for it, because you can only put yeah. what, five five amps. Five amps. Yeah. Yeah. So. Five amps at what five five point three volts or something? Something I don't know like that. Yeah. So not enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not nearly enough. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's uh, that's kind of a disadvantage. I would like to see some sort of cradle or something because I I know who. Well, makes... it is a cradle. Like, hold on, I'll I'll pull it up here. It's okay. a plastic cradle, but you have to like set it on a flat surface, and you can't uh, really just like off road and bounce around with it. Oh, like so it's contact see... points to charge. See, so, yeah, you got to have uh, where's yeah here we go all of these right here can y'all see this yeah okay so yep. it's just... yeah so you have to put it in this but i mean and it sits in there and it's i mean it's not like it doesn't like lock in sure. but it does sit in there but yeah once you're once you're off road there's no mm -hmm. way that's going to stay in there it's going to hit one bump and even yeah, in the luxurious yeah. land cruiser it, it, it'll still <laughs> <laughs> give you yep. give you a problem got it uh yeah, I mean, handheld versus um, wired vehicle wired is night and day difference mm -hmm. um, on the amount of power that you put out because one, you're on the other side of the glass with an externally mounted antenna. If you're doing handheld, the radio waves don't like glass and they're bouncing all around yeah. inside your car, barely getting out. So um, if you think about that, of how much more power you get having the antenna mounted outside and then for receiving radio too, you can receive a signal easier. So yeah. um, you get a lot more strength out of the um, vehicle mounted ones. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, it's, it's nice. Yeah. I've it's been running the, uh, the Midland MTX 275. Let me pull yeah. 275. Up. Yep. And I really oh. like that one because yeah, the MTX 275 micro mobile, uh, I like that one because all the controls are in the handset. So yeah. uh, what I've done for my install is I've mounted the uh, the the core component uh, in just in my glove box, just still use a cigarette lighter um, plug. And then I've, because these use um, RJ45 cables, which is nothing more than Ethernet cables. And so I've routed an external port 
right underneath my radio so that I just can just plug in the handset unit. It provides power because it's EOP yeah. or POE. And then I can control everything right from my um, handset. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, the unit just goes underneath the dash and it, mine's mm-hmm. mine's mounted underneath my center console. Like it would take me probably 30 minutes to get it out if I needed to. <laughs> yeah. But you don't need it for anything. I ran an extension just like you yep. did. I wired one up myself mm-hmm. and just ran it next to my center console. So you just plug it right in. Oh, yeah. And it's perfect. Go. Yeah, it's I, I've had no issues with it. And I run the the six DB um, antenna actually. Uh, my first time installing it, I kind of broke it. Um, not, not to the fault of Midland, <laughs> just my that. brute forceness that. of it. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I called up Midland, and I was like, "Guys, I, I kind of messed this up. What do I need to buy to fix this?" And like, "Oh, we'll send it out to you for free." I'm like, "I didn't even. I, I thank you. Like, it's not even y'all's fault." And they sent me out the part that I broke the whole, like the whole cable that goes from oh, nice from the antenna through the firewall to, to your unit. They sent me that whole thing for free. They're like, yeah, what's your address? No problem. And this was like, even before they knew who we were, right. This was just like a random oh, customer that was an, an idiot and broke one of their things. And then I get, take it, whatever. <laughs> Dang, so yeah, they won awesome. a lot that's of, cool. yeah, they won a lot of, um, um, kudos for me for that because i was more than willing i think it the the um cable is like a 30 dollar cable and i was more than willing to yeah to buy that i was kind of bummed that i'd have to buy it but um no they're like no no big deal i know we know you broke it no worries That's here's a free cool. one so <laughs> yeah so it was it Heck was yeah. awesome so i will cool. say though that they're so uh on that website that um Oh, that page that I think LJ had up the factory little magnetic um, antenna. It works. Okay. I used it once or twice, but the six DB yeah, click on that yeah. MTX. So yeah, that, that stock one, it's just a little magnetic. It's going to be like 10 many. inches, 10 inches. Yeah. It, it, yeah no, not even that. It's pretty small. It, it's I have small. The same one. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it works okay. But if you can upgrade to like the six um, DB, antenna that's yeah. what i think is is where um, so you can do the 6 db and you can also screw on the 3 db antenna too is that the ghost that's the small little the little nub mm-hmm. so, so yeah that little nub that you're seeing the, the 3 db mm-hmm. um that one can just screw right onto the same mount as the 6 db oh that's really cool because i have my mount oh so, so you'll actually, wire it once yeah, that's yeah. really cool because my my mount is on the front of my bumper, right? The Iron Man bumper has a little slot for yep. antennas, and so I just wired it right there. So that's really cool. If I don't need so to the use one 60 is 2.1. Yeah, so the stock one's 2.1, so you're getting a good improvement. Yeah, it's huge. So, that. Yeah. Because another so guy that the one I you have? With, yeah. Jeff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the same one. Yeah. I saw a couple people on the YouTube have that as well. Russ yeah. was saying he has it. And I, I'm sure that's what some of the other folks had as well, because it was, it was, it's pretty good. Like that's, mm-hmm. I was thoroughly impressed. I was like, oh shit, for an extra yeah. sixty bucks, you got like my <laughs> a yeah, lot of range. seriously, yeah, seriously, <laughs> yeah. especially if it's like flat. Like I've been a couple miles from uh, the people that I was wheeling with, and it was all like hilly, mountainous 
mm-hmm. very had a lot of trees and I was still able to hear them. But if it's like flat and you know not as dense forest like Moab, I'm not saying Moab's flat, but if you have a, a, a longer like line of sight than what we typically have here in the southeast, yeah. uh, it, it pushes it pushes pretty far out there. You yeah, could we be were in pretty Arkansas on the freeway <laughs> on the interstate going across. Yeah. Someone could probably get off and get gas and still be able to hear everybody. Probably. There, yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, uh, I I was thinking about that the other day. That's uh, that's just incredible. Like mm-hmm. at, at how you can just have that like yeah. in your car. <laughs> well, that's it's so funny because this is like old technology. This is nothing yeah. new. Yeah. I was They've thinking had ham too, radios for years. What? Why? Ha, why don't we have the radio that you can just disconnect and make a handheld and runs on like an auxiliary battery and and antenna for a little bit? You know what I mean? Yeah, so you like just an plug all it in one car. I think they have something like that in CB, but uh, no one really runs. I wouldn't say no one. CB is really old technology, but my people buddy run CBs, has, but I don't know those people very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> maybe how about this uh, for the people that are listening? Uh, there's three main uh, uh, groupings of, or common groupings of radio frequency. So you have CB, which is citizen band. Um, a lot of truckers use that. It's, it's pretty short, short range. Um, well, I guess you have, yeah, so CB, then you have FRS, which is like family radio service. Family radio service, yeah. Yeah, so FRS. CB and FRS are free. Uh, a lot of like handheld walkie-talkies are on the FRS band. And then you have GMRS, which is, I think, $75 for a lifetime license or something like that. No test. I think yeah. it's just, just pay the fee or whatever. And then you have... One step up, which is oh, and uh, let me let me get the name for GMRS. It is uh, General Mobile Radio Service. So that's what GMRS GMRS stands for. And then you have also known as HAM, and that one you have to take a test. Um, and I think yep. I don't know if it's like a recurring license fee or if you just take the test once and pay the license fee once. But HAM is where you get some crazy ranges because they use yeah, repeaters. Yeah, you can do hundreds of miles like yeah. on on your vehicle because you can go up to fifty watts. I think. Yeah. Um, wow. So it's your best radios are just a little section of that amateur radio. Yeah. Um, so which you can is only- why Baofeng can talk with GMRS. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's a frequency. It's just what sure. range does your device um, transmit and project like the Baofangs can talk on the GMRS stations, but you have to adjust the output wattage mm-hmm. per each station. There's regulations for how much power yeah. each channel can, you can transmit because you don't want a kid's walkie talkie transmitting all the way to the next town and mm-hmm. everyone wouldn't have any space on the radio. So you keep it short on those ones where people don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's just a, Hey, what's up? Not like a, a ham radio where you introduce yourself with a call sign and you know yeah. you exit with a call sign and 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 whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like a, a, a legally licensed call sign that's unique to yourself. It's kind of crazy. Um, I guess I, I guess that is the value of a ham, right? That's why someone would want to go through that process to have mm-hmm. that range if it yeah. was necessary, right? Uh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I always wondered like why. 
why go through all that trouble? But now that I understand that the repeater process, it's a hobby. Of, it's yeah. a hobby. People get crazy with them. They have, you know, what's they the hobby? Whole, they just like hang out and talk to, on them. Like talk to people. Yeah. Like legitimately <laughs> testing antennas. I mean, yeah. the same kind of stuff we do with our land cruisers, but with radios and just, yeah. <laughs> it, it was actually kind of wild. I was like, so confused. I was up, I'm trying yeah, to find the, the commonality was, in that, and I'm having trouble. <laughs> I was, I was up we work in, on uh, them a lot and just tinker on them, and then we go on a trip. Yeah, because you can adjust like the 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 power outage and see how far you can reach. Or also, people monitor them for emergency services, right? So if someone okay, is in an yeah. emergency, like in Montana, middle nowhere, Montana, and they're on their ham, like calling SOS when we have an emergency people will monitor. And I think there's actually a couple channels that are specific for like SOS channels, like emergency channels. And so people will monitor that. And then if someone has like a home base ham system, they can use, they can set up their home base ham system as a repeater. So say if they're in, I don't know, Idaho or whatever, they hit a repeater in Montana, well they can then push that signal to another part of Idaho or whatever it may be, right? That's kind of a, a terrible example. Um, but people will just monitor it, listen to it. They'll talk. I mean, I know a lot of uh, preppers, you know, when they think that's the what I was thinking. Stuff. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, that yeah. feels like uh, I was getting a little out there right in my head. I was like, yeah. you know, what if <laughs> yeah. the yeah. internet's done yeah. and 5G yeah. is gone? You got mm-hmm. no G's. Yep. You know, what are you going <laughs> to, what are you going to use to communicate? Yeah, use uh, could you imagine, videos. you know, a little like doomsday prepper conversation right now. Can yeah. you imagine yeah. like if say the internet and, and cell phones are just wiped out, like those yeah. two things gone. gone. Mm-hmm. How would like, you know how your family's doing? Like y'all remember when you couldn't talk to, like you couldn't talk to people. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's I was on that. I, mean. I was on that trip, and I said something about like the '90s, and they were like, "What was the '90s?" And I was like, "Fuck, LJ." Uh, <laughs> uh, too can old. you all drink? <laughs> They're over there doing Jaeger bombs, and you're asking about uh, '90s. It was funny. Oh. Uh, the '90s was the best decade. Fight me. Uh, yeah, I I see some commonality <laughs> in that. There was there was something very pure about not being connected to everybody all the time. <laughs> Uh, as we connect to everybody around the world through our podcast so <laughs> but we love our we listeners talk about disconnecting yes most of the podcast yes uh, very true that is one <laughs> of the highlights away. of doing yep. those those kind of trips is yeah. you can you can say ah oh, there's no service even though you know oh, you might have uploaded a couple of videos on instagram but you know there's no service so <laughs> you can't get a hold of me sorry yeah. <laughs> sorry if there's an emergency there's enough service for that yeah yeah yeah, well, I had the oh, I uh, the inReach Mini with me, so oh, we nice. always uh, had the ability to get out of a situation if something really bad happened. Yeah, how'd that work for you? Because that has an interface. Since we're talking about comms, that's like the next step after ham radio. Yeah, right? definitely. Oh. Yeah, no, it worked out well. Um, I used it good. because there was probably a good three days where we didn't have service out there, yeah. maybe four days. Oh, okay, um, mm-hmm. and so. Like that was like a continuous three, you know, so it was, yeah. um, there was really no communication opportunities at all. I mean, there could be a mercy on either end. Spot. Yeah. 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 And so you think you about know, it on I her end too, or, you know, I had like, I think I did one month with Garmin for like 30 yeah. bucks mm-hmm. and, 
had like 40 text messages and tracking every 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Erica could check along and see, okay, it's gotten later in the day and they've stopped. Okay. They should be at camp. Right. And, um, in the daytime, okay, they're moving. Everything's good. Like there's nothing to worry about because they're on the move, um, kind of a thing. So, uh, it was good because we had a text message say, Hey, got to camp. Tell you tomorrow when we head out, you know, Mm -hmm. those, those kind of things. And then of course you do have the SOS where if shit hits the fan, you know, you can hit that button and, uh, folks will come in. To save you. emergency services, yeah, yeah. As yeah. long as you're not too far away, <laughs> up on some, or it's not too dangerous because, yeah, yeah. they're you know that the yeah, I was you know thinking there's a lot of people that do that for backcountry stuff, and you know they they might be we're at least around a road, yeah. So there's yeah. always like some way for a vehicle normally to where we're at. But I was thinking we were out there. I was like, man, what if you were we we're talking about like what if you were like a extreme backpacker and you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And something yeah. bad happens, right? You break your ankle and you're 10 miles into a 20 mile round trip hike. Yeah. You're kind of across the mountain face. Yeah. Like that's a bad day. Yeah. Not uh, I know. Um, uh, so I've, I've been a part of a couple of their webinars where uh, something similar like that happened. It was more of like, I think a skiing accident, like a backcountry skiing. Mm-hmm. And they sent medevac, like a helicopter out to um, get them. And then I guess they can also, contact local SARS, so search and rescue, that are very trained and highly skilled in that area. But yeah, it's never it's never a guarantee. And I think that's what a lot of people need to understand is, yeah, you can have that SOS button, but they're not going to risk their lives to save your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like where we were at, if, um, you know, something bad would have happened and someone would have broken a bone or something like that would have been, I think that would have been our line to get out and and yeah. try to get something a little bit faster than seven hours, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Doing a three hour, three hour drive, you know, over for, rocky for bumps. A part, with a, for a part, uh, you, you don't, you don't use no. the Garmin inReach, but <laughs> no. for a part of your body that's broken, you, you know, you yeah. might have to use the Garmin inReach. It just depends. It's yep. <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. Yep. So yeah. what you're saying is you need to invent, you need to invent a button for people to push if they need car parts. Say, see if now if a shop in Moab could figure out that, if they could figure that Fly. out, drone they, like parts, yeah. Drone, here comes oh, your here comes your alternator. Guys, why are we talking about this on our first YouTube live uh, uh, session? We need to. <laughs> we, we we should hold that for when we yeah. have the ability to edit those out. Uh, <laughs> that's so we a keep great those idea. ideas to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are so many national parks around there; it'd be hard to be yeah. able to fly a drone anywhere but yeah. that's i mean being able to radio to a shop uh, mm-hmm. and a shop being able to deliver and like you could pay for that delivery like i'm oh. sure that you know that delivery would have <laughs> like been paid Uber for fixes. in our situation <laughs> yeah come out on like a motorcycle with like a big old like bag or like a thing a basket on the back yeah yeah oh, well yeah. the parts that we needed could have easily been thrown into a backpack and rode out there on a mm-hmm. on a dirt bike and yeah. They'd have made it out there mm. probably in like an they hour. They probably and have done it fast too. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it's like Amazon Prime, but it's Moab <laughs> Prime. <laughs> Dig it. If you could figure Just it out, I'd say you stay pretty busy. I mean, you'd be able to keep a one to two man shop running <laughs> for yeah. a while. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, with all the rental jeeps out there, I mean, if, if companies can tap, I'm gonna stop talking about this because I don't need no one else to take our ideas. 
Speaking <laughs> of little cheats, yes. I was uh I was looking at this is totally off topic, but it's 100 percent our our show. Um <laughs> going looking at Sedona after yes. I run the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because I'm trying to kind of I know I know that um we're gonna rent a Jeep. Wrangler We've got yeah, yeah, a uh, Rubicon. Uh, so oh, nice, nice, sweet. Called up. Uh, that that that'll be a fun change of content for a little while. Yeah. I'm not going pink Jeep. Uh, I, I'm gonna go. Uh, That's with, fun. A <laughs> with a different company. Oh, it's man. funny. I was talking to my boss, and she was out there last week, and mm-hmm. said they took a pink Jeep tour around that yeah. area, and I was like, yeah, at least you got out and like yeah. did it. <laughs> That's cool. Um, it's such a pretty yeah. spot to go yeah. do that little loop. Yeah. But we're thinking uh, getting out there doing that, and then you know we'll uh, probably get a hotel or something like that over in Sedona for a couple mm-hmm. nights and hang out in that area. Um, but trying to figure out what to do out there. So if anybody nice. has anything that they recommend, oh, I'm all ears Sedona. at this point. Yeah, um, you went out Flagstaff, there, didn't you, Steve? Yeah, Go I think there. in Flagstaff there's a zoo that you could drive through called Barizona. What? Yeah, cool. You can drive through. Yeah, so you can like that's drive dope. through with like wolves Wait a minute, and I just bears. got the name. The name just hit me. <laughs> You're gonna pull the doors off. You're like, here you go, Erica. Let's go to Bear Country, <laughs> Arizona, man. Arizona. You got your eyes on this one, Jeff. Let's see. So, <laughs> I- <laughs> Let's see. I can't share, but it's uh, <laughs> it's it's on a little YouTube bit live. It's a little bit. Uh, let's now. see. Let's see how far away. <laughs> Bear is. That's a Flagstaff. So you have to go through Flagstaff to get to Sedona from the Grand Canyon. Nice. Yeah. That's so Sedona's drive. down here, and it's to Flagstaff. Let's see directions to. It's like a like an hour. I've been looking at. We so you have to thirty minutes. All you got to do it. Thirty minutes off of the the beaten path. Thirty minutes away from Flagstaff. Arizona Wildlife Park. Hell yeah, let's pull yeah. some pictures up of this. I want to. I want to check out how this. How this makes you love the cats. What? There's a you bear right there. What? Smokey, step aside. Right She's out. She's gonna take one look at the Google page and tell me I'm effing oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah, you can Whoa, like drive reindeer. Huh. Yeah, like wow. so. When we drove across the country, yeah, we were trying cool. to go through it. But they said we had one of those hitch carriers on the back of the rig. Yeah. And they're like, you can't have that on there because the bears and coyotes will jump on it and rip it open. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So they're like, yeah, they have jumped on people's cars and stuff. Where's the pictures of it? Like, with (laughs) Yeah. That'd be great. Return the rental Jeep back and it's got some bear claws on the side of it. Nah. There's the insurance. (laughs) Yeah. So. I'm um, definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna have the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> you can drive through awesome. Arizona. Man, yeah, um, yeah. That's I've heard. Uh, I'm gonna actually pull up. Not on the meeting, just so I can see. I've heard the Coconino National Forest is really pretty. Um, more, I, I don't know necessarily what to do there. I've just seen a lot of people love that area. Um, let's see. Uh, I know. A, um, yeah. So that, that drive from Flagstaff to Sedona, we did that um, like four, 
times in like three days. And it's oh, just wow. a gorgeous, okay. gorgeous drive. Yeah. Um, let me get over there real quick. I'm yeah. So I, I think I'm, I'm trying to talk my buddy. So my buddy's he's, I think he's going to drive his like 72 scout out there. And wow, that's he's cool. been trying to talk me into riding out there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot going on then. So I don't know if I can ride out, but I was yeah. like, Hey, what if, what if I flew into Albuquerque and rode the last day with you in? So like ride from Albuquerque into the grand Canyon. Okay. Um, and just be able to take off one day of work and kind of get down there super early. Yeah. And, uh, and, and ride in that okay. way. And then I think Erica is going to pick up the Jeep wherever we right. can fly her into. Yeah. Drive it in. And so we'll, uh, cause I'll be in for a couple days before cause mm-hmm. nice. we're not going to run it. We're not going to run it until Sunday. And so yeah. I think she's going to, I'll be getting in on Friday. Probably she'll get in on Sunday and catch us finish because obviously there's nothing exciting about watching two guys run across <laughs> the grand Canyon. It's, you can't see it. It's not like a yeah. spectator yeah. sport, you know? No, not at all. Not at all. So it's like, yeah, just show up like when I'm done and we can hang out and kick it and I'll be yeah. like, we'll just be able to chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have to stand there and wait for me. But I was, cool. so I'm in this, like this training and my buddy calls me Josh and um, he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a little bit more of a planner than I am. He's done a couple Ironmans. And so he's, you know, nice. he's definitely, you know, that's, that's a, 14 hours of exercising. Like that's a long yeah, that's time. A big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big deal. So, you know, he's, he's gone through a plan of how to execute a day of beating yourself up. And sure. uh, he was like, so what's your plan? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, just, you know, go run it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like seven months away. He was yeah. like, you realize if you fuck this up, and you can't get out of the bottom. They got to get a fucking helicopter to get you out. And I was like, "Oh damn, Josh!" He's uh, like, "There's no like, oh, I'm hurt. You know, I'm mm-hmm. getting a little a ride out of there." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you got your Garmin inReach for yeah. it, man. You just push the button. But I'm like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be uh, airlifted out of Grand Canyon because you didn't literal train right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I just started running two weeks ago. You know, pack the right nutrition. Uh, that's kind of the biggest thing is because, you know, it's really dry. You're going to be changing mm-hmm. elevation at a very fast rate. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to use a lot of, of you know, of your, your stored values that you have in yeah. your body for energy. And so yep. having, I think that's more of what his question to me was initially was yeah. like, do you have a nutrition plan? And clearly my answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know Google um, what's a nutrition plan. (laughs) (laughs) How many energy gel packs do I need to pack? So I did the Memphis marathon and I ended up drinking like six beers along the whole marathon because it's Memphis (laughs) and they have these just house parties set up with beer and mimosas (laughs) and like anything you want to grab and eat along the way. And so it's like after like 13 miles, after like probably 15 miles, Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, you're going to finish this thing. We're at least Mm going to have fun the rest of the time. And so (laughs) I just started grabbing beers when I went past places and it kind of gave me energy because I needed the carbohydrates. Calories. Yeah. Like, so like I just kept drinking through the fish. (laughs) And by the end of it, (laughs) my brother-in-law chase, my sister-in-law and Erica were there and I was like, so did y'all go on Bill street and just get drunk? They're like, no, we had like maybe one beer. And I was like, yeah. I had more beers than y'all did. <laughs> <laughs> you're just waiting. Oh, you're ready to go. That's, That's awesome. So, so how many you know, miles does it run? I, I think I missed it's that. 24. 
Okay, so it's it's yeah. close to a marathon. Which if is you wanna, if not you easy. Talk, no, if you want to talk to a literal like expert, I know a couple ultra marathoners that could, will give you some seriously good yeah. information. Just, I mean, I love like hanging. I'm a runner. Like that's yeah. My, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah these guys do ultras. Like. Yeah, like, it's crazy. You know, I don't run ultras, but this mm-hmm. is this is a big. They big, can give you some tips. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I, they could definitely help. Cause one thing I've noticed and and not to take this, this podcast, a running podcast, but um, one thing <laughs> I've noticed as I've podcast. gotten older mm-hmm. is, is like, I get injured a lot easier. Like I'm not as, uh, yeah, as yeah. robust as I once was. <laughs> and so I, like I used to, as a runner, used to just like go, like mm-hmm. I would just go and I'd be like, I want to run it this time. And I would run it that time as long as I could and just get, in better shape as yeah. I went. And mm-hmm. then I started getting hurt yeah. all the time. And so I've actually taken a different approach talking to another guy that's trained for an ultra before and, mm-hmm. you know, giving me the advice of training based on my heart rate oh, and not okay. like my mile time or anything like that. And so you're, the, the focus is building your, the strength of your heart and your cardiovascular system mm-hmm. before, um, your, your muscles and all that, because if your heart can't sustain it, then your muscles won't be able to. And as you get older, that's when you start breaking shit. And so that makes sense because if your heart can't deliver the oxygen, you're, Mm -hmm. you don't, then how are your muscles going to function? So yeah, you get shitty like breaks and fractures and stuff because of that. And so I've been trying this method and I'm not really good at it. Uh, to be honest with you, you <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did see like a four week data point today that like showed my average heart rate go down mm-hmm. every week, about two to three beats per minute on the oh, same wow. run. Okay. And so I'm seeing that like, it is, it is working, yeah, I guess. And I yeah. am getting more fit even. And I even took a week off in Utah and drank mm-hmm. like 60 beers. So <laughs> I was pretty happy that I'm still <laughs> progressing in the right yeah. direction <laughs> the elevation helped you that's what it was is that's that what you're it was. just barely walking at six thousand yeah. feet you're good oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it was uh yeah that was I, I was like man this is gonna be a bad week to come back to it but actually like i trained so hard going into that week that taking that week off probably helped my body recover recover yeah yeah definitely and get back into it um one one last piece on comms before oh, we yeah. wrap it up comms so we went to comms to running now we're at the shoe store i don't know what we're at right now <laughs> we're in barizona we're in yeah. barizona oh yeah um, Sedona. so comms uh starlink elon musk's internet oh, right i'm excited okay. about this so i've been seeing these videos pop up on my youtube about people using starlink there's a guy in san diego who built starlink into like an alucab box and you can use it on your vehicle what mm-hmm. so they just they be, just released like a roaming aspect yeah roaming now. package and yeah yeah so Stoked basically you could this. have like 100 to 200 meg internet anywhere in the world in the middle of Driving. Moab, you could middle of Moab, you could literally turn it on. You could live stream a a soccer game or a football game or whatever you, you want to watch. That with the podcast, that would have been genius. That would have been coming cool. to you live. So I From looked Red at Rock. this. How do you get one of those things? You just have to go on Starlink site, and um, if you're eligible in the area, then they'll send them quicker. But some areas have too much bandwidth. They're saying it, so there's too many. They need to put more satellites up. I'm guessing. 
Um, but there's, you just go to Starlink and I think it's 100, 199 bucks a month. Maybe it's wait, a month. One, let's see. Damn. That's about, that's about a Tesla price. <laughs> so you could just be buying from Tesla at that price is, is their stock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be nice if their stock was back down to that. Let's just click on something here. Let's Maybe if you buy enough stock, is. it'll pay you to run Starlink for free. How much? That's a good question. How much stock do you have to own of Tesla to be able to fund uh, <laughs> your your monthly subscription to Starlink? <laughs> yeah. So I just typed in some random address, and it's. Uh, let me share this. So, um. I don't live there. Don't send your fan mail there. Thank you. Um, five ninety nine for the hardware, uh, fifty dollars for the shipping. Then you're paying one ten a month. So ten a month. That's about what you know your normal internet services are. Yeah, that's how I did. So I did that. my address, and I'm I'm not going to share my screen. And the, the deposit due today is ninety nine dollars. Oh, so sweet. how long would it be till you had it? I don't know. It doesn't really say. I would have to put in billing information and all that, I guess. Oh, so they'd be able to find you. Yeah. When yeah. you put it in, it does it say not available in your area? No. Mine like, says order now to reserve your Starlink. Starlink is currently at capacity in your area, so your uh, order may not be fulfilled until 2023 or later. Yeah, mine says currently at capacity in your area. What uh, a bummer. Yeah. So you have to take them apart. You have to rip them apart and build them into like a box or something, but it is doable. And there's, there's a couple of people out there doing it, uh, overlanding in like RVs or, you know, vans using it. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I mean, technically you could use it while you're at your house. Mm-hmm. You could run, you know, everything. I mean, you could run your whole house off 200 megs. No problem. Go camping oh, yeah. and take the internet with you. And then you just take it <laughs> with you. Something That's how you get the whole family camping yeah. with you is you just take the internet with you <laughs> here's your ipad here's a netflix yeah. login <laughs> go here's to town everything you're on doordash ordering yeah. food to a campsite <laughs> doordash is like what is this order <laughs> it was like yeah. over here oh thank you thank you yeah. but that's that's the the new comms right Starlink, Starlink on your roof, your rig, mm-hmm. and you have internet for the campsite. You could literally plug in a, a modem and you could power the whole campsite's Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Not that we just we're just talking about getting away. So this yeah. is the opposite of that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Probably I would, but I'm not telling you I would. But um, the thing is, is like you could go in, yeah. in middle of Moab and still work your normal nine to five job. That's the thing about what's so beautiful about this system, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's true. That's true. But you I have a thing called a family and stuff. So <laughs> I can't just yeah, go well, theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was the last piece on comms that I've been hearing about. It's kind of gone full circle then because we talked about CB handhelds mm-hmm. and CBs to mm-hmm. Starlink. Wow, that's Starlink. a good comp episode. <laughs> nice job, guys. Nice job. Pretty good. It's like we uh, played the GPS, the GPS trackers in reaches. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, we went we went all bro, around the world with it. That was we nice. planned this. Totally knew what we're doing here. I like it. I like it. Well, we are at time. And so 
on that fine ending, we'll just end things for this week. And uh, yeah, guys, that was fun. That was a lot of yeah, fun. Always great. Thanks for hanging out. First YouTube live, man. That was exciting. Yeah, That's it was cool. cool. We had uh, some good engagement. Russ and Matt, yeah. Erica popped in here, talked nah, about liking man. the tracking. Cool. I did see here, um, Russ said that his Midland handhelds do have a micro USB charging port. So yep. they do make them. Okay. Uh, I just don't have them. So uh, good on Midland. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I like have... that micro USB. I wish it was USB C, but <laughs> yeah, me just be make the switch. Come on, yeah. do it. So, you know, oh, at just... least it's micro USB. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you all for joining us out there on YouTube live. It was yeah, cool doing you. it. Um, we had like, you know, seven, eight people out there, which that's a little bit more than the people that were asking us to do it. So, Hey, if you like it, let yeah. us know. And <laughs> that's pretty cool. we'll, uh, yeah. we'll keep on doing it and keep hanging out with you live. So that y'all take care. We'll catch you all next right. time. Bye. Elf.